0: What is up everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. It's Monday, which means top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings is getting updated. We got that coming. It is overreaction Monday as well. A lot of questions Alex is going to throw my way and I'm going to say whether they're an overreaction or not. Craig Kimbrell, is he a Hall of Famer? That's going to be one of them. Team of the week. Player of the week. This one is going to be a blast. Let's get to it.
1: It's a pull out inning, 10-3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out the real finish. He swings, and
0: it's a high-fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge back flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope. I hope everybody had a great weekend. And Alex, last we left off, you said what you were doing for your birthday. And I said I wanted to hear none of it because I wanted to wait until the Monday show. To You mentioned something about some ranch. And I don't even, I don't even know. So, Alex, <laughs> <laughs> how was your birthday weekend?
1: My birthday weekend was so magical. So, we rented a ranch in Ohio which is really close. It's like an hour and a half north up in the mountains That's a where the bit.
0: That's where Buck's Marathon was? That's where Buck's Marathon started.
1: I basically did like a birthday vacation for me and my dogs. This place <laughs> was insane. It's a 200-acre ranch, and this French woman built this house 10 years ago to make it kind of look like an old, vintage, European countryside home. Wow. So it's like all stone on the outside. There are animals everywhere. She has horses she has donkeys. There are goats. There's a pig that thinks he's a horse, meaning he like, <laughs> sleeps with the horses and then like goes out and gallops with them. Um, they have working dogs, which is like very different from pet dogs. You stay away from the working dogs because there's um, uh, mountain lions and coyotes. Mm. So they protect the animals. The working dogs protect the animals. But it was wow. just, it was so incredibly magical. My best friend Cynthia Freeland came out as well and celebrated with us. All of our dogs are best friends. So it was just, it was so cool. Like we went to sleep listening to the dog to the frogs and the dogs. Like you can see the little house there with Ozzy in front of it. It was, it was so cool. Like I felt like I was in a different country. That's the view out of the front That's door.
0: awesome.
1: It's insane. It's 200 acres. It was so magical. I feel so lucky that I was able to do that and just kind of get away for a little birthday weekend. And the best part is I brought you cupcakes.
0: You brought me cupcakes? I did. For your birthday? Yeah.
1: yeah. Cynthia made me a bunch of cupcakes. I'm not going to eat them all, so you get a cupcake. We have one here for you. Oh my Bring god. Bring it on over. Let's go. Yeah.
0: You know Ollie. Well, them. I know.
1: You're the junk food <laughs> kid. So it's lemon with, I think, uh, like a cream cheese Topping and they're okay. gluten free and dairy free because I'm a gluten freak. So you're welcome. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Cynthia. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Wow. There you go. Are they gluten free?
1: Gluten free and dairy free. I know. <laughs> do you have water with you? Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> this was a good call to do it right before we went on. I'm good. Yeah.
0: Just need a second. That's really good.
1: Did you have a good weekend?
0: I had a great weekend, but not like that. I just golfed a lot. Yeah. Um, so last week I shot uh I shot a seventy eight which is one of the best rounds in my life. Yeah, and then this week shot an 80. whoa. So okay, my golf game's in good shape. um, watched Justin pitch Saturday, so that took up I went to golf earlier and then went home to watch Justin pitch. um, I'm a big homer, obviously. yeah, obviously, think that's fair. Uh-huh. but that start with justin he had one really bad inning. And uh, one really bad inning. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, yeah. there's, they they had his pitches. I know it. There was a guy that f- first inning was great. Uh-huh. Hear me out. First inning went great. Uh-huh. Second inning, first guy, Randall Gritchick, hits his curveball hits his off speed first good swing on off speed scores touches home goes up to talk to the next batter next thing you know everybody was hitting his off speed couldn't hit the fastball was on the off speed i'm telling you i'm a homer Uh uh-huh they had his signs all right and then he figured it out and settled in but by that point gave up a lot of runs that's okay but that was my weekend a lot of golf justin pitching uh yeah it was a good weekend.
1: You also did something while I was gone that I am so excited to hear about. What? You got to interview Kasumba Dennis. Oh,
0: my God. Tell me
1: everything.
0: So Kasumba Dennis, the 18-year-old catcher from Uganda, who uh, I have talked a lot about his story and how uh, in the past few weeks uh, he was able to to be a part of the MLB Draft League, which happens in June, so very soon. But he was uh, finally got his visa approved. I've, I've talked a lot about his journey and how he's gotten here and who he is, but the 18-year-old catcher from Uganda, and I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we're going to try to get him on the show. And Alex... You did it. We did it. And it was um, one of the most special things I have had the pleasure of being able to do. It was emotional. It is powerful. Um, it is something that everybody everybody i i hope listens to and appreciates and uh that comes out later today as a as a special episode of flipping bats that the kasumba dennis episode will be coming out so monday afternoon be on the lookout for that and we also we have a clip of it alex so let's play that now so there there are days where you will go to the baseball field and you haven't eaten or you don't know where you don't know when you're going to eat next and you're you're hungry
2: yeah, yeah, there uh maybe to to supplement on that. Uh there are lots of days. Sometimes I always uh, tell him not to work out because he comes at the pitch is like coach I have not eaten anything but I feel like working out. There are lots of days I've been sending him home. I would be I would be like no today it doesn't make any sense to work out without having eaten anything. He sometimes is like uh but I have nothing to eat. So from there, that's when I have to, to, to do something to, to, to have a little I can provide to him to, to eat. If he doesn't have to, to, to eat, uh, if he doesn't have anything to eat, sometimes I've been sending him home. But him, if I'm, I'm to send him home without having eat, uh, eaten to play on the baseball field, that's when he goes out to, 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 to make his own videos.
1: So if you were watching and not listening, and obviously I wasn't there for the interview, who was the other man there with Kasumba?
0: So the man that was there with him and talking in that clip was his coach, Coach Paul, okay. um, who also played uh, professional baseball in his own right and uh, all over the all over the world, basically. Um, but Kasumba does most of the talking throughout the interview. Yeah. Sometimes the coach would just chime in and add on to a point that we heard there, which basically was, there are many days, and Kasumba said this himself, there are many days where he's not able to eat. He has no food to eat. Oof. And he would show up to practice and tell his coach, who was just there talking, that he hasn't eaten all day. So the coach would send him home. It's not safe for you to yeah. practice without eating. And he said Kasumba would go home and not accept not practicing. And that's where a lot of those videos, the viral videos we ah. see of him, he just goes home and does his own stuff. He's like, well, yeah. I'm still going to find a way to play baseball. Um It is so powerful. It is emotional. He talks a lot about um, that and a lot about his grandmother and his journey and how he was able to be a part of the MLB Draft League. I asked him about – he does – a lot of his viral videos are of him catching. I asked about his hitting and if he's nervous to face pitchers over here and how much – you know, how hard hard pitchers are that he's faced in his life, uh, what he's most excited about in the United States – uh, it is powerful. It is emotional, and that comes out in uh, on Monday as well as a special, as a sp- interview special for flipping bats. And uh, I hope everybody checks it out and
1: enjoys it. I'm excited for that. Yeah, can't wait for that this afternoon. Yeah,
0: I'm excited to. I'm excited to listen back to it. There are there are legitimately times, and you know, I'm a sap. You know, Same. I'm a sap. There are legitimate a few times where I was I was like back I was tears. emotional. Yeah. yeah, I mean it. Without spoiling too much, it just it. It puts a lot into perspective, and you yeah. could t- from that clip right there. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: it's uh. Is it's- he here now? Yeah. This so in this the States? May twenty ninth. 29th- no, we okay. did it when he was still in Uganda. Got it. But on Sunday he left for the United States. So as we sit Got right it. now, he is either like about to land or here in the United States and about to take part in the MLB draft league. So, uh, man.
1: Let's go, Kasumba.
0: Let's go, Kasumba. So we're going to be I, – I, I told him, we're going to keep getting updates from him and talking to him throughout this process and certainly when it's all over. Um, I, I am a huge fan of his, and I'm so happy. And everybody that is a part of the Flippin' Bats community should be proud that we played just a small part in helping him get over here. Yeah, um, sharing so, his story. And sharing his yeah. story. So, uh, yeah, later today. Monday afternoon, special with Kasumba Dennis. I'm pumped for it.
1: Love that. But it's Monday, so you know what we got to do now?
0: Overreact. You have to overreact. I, well, I'm
1: going to give you some overreactions. I guess statements. And you tell me if it's an overreaction or not. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yep. Let's get started with our first one. We will get a Dodgers and Rays World Series rematch. Ooh. Is that an overreaction or not?
0: What a great series! We just saw that Elite. series over the weekend. Elite series. Oh man, it was so good. Uh, we're gonna get a 2020 World Series rematch. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that is an overreaction. Why? Well, the why is complicated, and I have a lot of I have a lot to say. Tell us the whole the full reason would be complicated. Kay. But first and foremost, we'll start with the Rays. I have this thing where i think what we've seen from the rays over the last decade is an ability to overperform from what we see out of their payroll and the names and the names on the roster i think they in the and in the general sense they overperform right they're always at towards the bottom of the league in payroll but always one of the best teams in baseball which is a massive credit to the Tampa Bay Rays and the team they are, and the analytics department and everything they do, but until I see that result in a championship, my worry is that the sort of money ball tactic isn't good enough to win you a World Series.
1: So it's the Rays you're worried about, not the Dodgers getting to the World Series. I'll
0: get I'll get to the Dodgers. Okay, let's go. The. But yeah, I am worried about both of these teams. Not okay. the Rays are the best team in baseball. My worry, until I see it, is that this sort of money ball tactic isn't good enough to win you a World Series. It can get you there, but without those superstar firepower players that you see, and and it, this could be the year with Randy and yeah. Shane McClanahan. But then in the playoffs, you go up in those final rounds against teams with a far superior payroll and I do believe that stuff matters. Look at the look at the the Oakland A's, the Moneyball A's. When we've we've all seen the movie Moneyball. Well, guess what? In the movie Moneyball, the Oakland A's win the World Series. But in real life, they didn't win the World Series that year that the movie is based off of. In 2000 and uh, 2003, they went to 100 2002. They went 103 games with a payroll a quarter of the size of the New York Yankees, a quarter, they win 103 games, break all of these records, but they lose in the first round of the playoffs to the Minnesota Twins. I I believe the Rays are good enough to win the regular season and to have the best record going into the playoffs and even win some playoff games. My worry is that getting to the World Series and beating those Houston Astros those Houston Astros teams that also have the money they spend and the New York Yankees and the big spenders. And we saw it in 2020, right? But 2020 was a, a, a weird year, right? They, they weren't playing at home stadiums. It was the COVID year. They got there. I want to see a team with a small payroll that does the analytics thing. And I, 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 I need to see that resulting in a championship. And it could be the Rays that changed my mind. This team is super talented and certainly the best team in baseball right now. But I need to see it. To believe it on the Rays side of things dodgers i just think the dodgers have big pitching issues that need to be addressed they could be addressed at the trade deadline big 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 pitching issues yes they are very good but they rank 22nd out of 30 teams in team era that doesn't win you that doesn't get you to the world series that doesn't win you a world series but they could address it at the trade deadline as we've talked about but as of right now i'm gonna say it's an overreaction Rays dodgers is not the world series matchup
1: all right let's revisit this after the trade deadline
0: yeah, fair. that'd be totally fair. Okay, yeah. we'll do that. I, also, I the Rays could the Rays could go all in at the trade. They do have the pieces to add at the deadline. They just never spend the money. But what do they do at the trade deadline? That's going to be a big story for me. I just you know like. Okay. I want it to. I, it's
1: okay. Well, we're gonna revisit. I want to see it. The,
0: this Rays team deserves yeah. a champion. That they're they so good. Yeah. We'll so I'm good. with you. We'll revisit.
1: Okay. Speaking of the playoffs. Our next overreaction. The Rangers are a complete playoff team. Whew.
0: Mm-hmm. The 33-19 and 19 Rangers, that is. With the third best record in baseball, they are not Whoa. a complete baseball Why? team. What
1: are they complete missing? Complete
0: playoff team. Just yet. Okay. They are desperately missing a bullpen. Desperately. Do I think they do? I, I certainly believe they can be a playoff team. Certainly, they are very good. But please go get bullpen help. This I'm going to go down a little side tangent here. The, the Rangers are clearly very good, one of the best offenses in baseball. Their rotation has been very good without Jacob DeGrom. Nate Iavaldi is one of the best pitchers in the league right now, but their bullpen is atrocious. In fact, there's only three teams in all of baseball that have a worse bullpen ERA than the Rangers, and you could honestly, given three guesses, guess who those three are. The Oakland A's, the White Sox, and the Royals. Those are the only teams worse than the Rangers. That's not good enough over the course of a regular season. You're going to go through spells where your offense can't score double-digit runs a game. And their bullpen is very, very concerning to me. So are they a playoff team? Certainly. But are they a complete playoff team? They're not. So my my side tangent here is go get relievers. I get frustrated when you have teams like this, the Rangers. You know you're going to be in contention at the trade deadline. So why wait until the deadline? Just go get it. There's going to be teams out there that are already willing to to help you out. They already know they're not going to be in contention. <laughs> Royals. Araldus Chapman in the conversation. Um... The Reds, are, the Reds are a little bit of a different conversation to me because I, I kind of like what the Reds are doing right now. That might be a hot take. The Reds are heading in a very good direction. Ellie De La Cruz is going to be a star in this league. You got Hunter Green, Lodolo, but they're not there quite yet, this team. Uh, McLean, good offensively. So maybe reach out about some of their relievers. Alexis Diaz, who I don't think you're going to be able to get, but Alex Young, Brad There are relievers out there, Brad Hand being one of them. Why wait? Go get the bullpen help so you can – the Houston Astros are in your rearview mirror and you know they're going to be there all year. Can you hold off the Astros all year long? I don't know. Probably not, but you're certainly a playoff team. Go get the help that you need desperately. The bullpen is so bad. I'm going to say it's an overreaction that they're a complete playoff team, but I do believe they are a playoff team. I like watching them. They're a lot of fun.
1: All right. That's fair. Okay, moving on to our next overreaction. J-Rod's new flight promotion is the best promo in baseball.
0: That is not an overreaction. This is awesome. Julio Rodriguez has partnered with Alaska Airlines, and what they are both doing together makes me want to fly up via Alaska Airlines Uh to Seattle, sit in the stands, and hope Julio hits a home run in my section. Why, you might ask? Because every time Julio hits a home run at T-Mobile Park, 44 fans, his number, 44, 44 fans sitting in the section it lands in will win a free round trip flight to the destination of their choice. That's
1: crazy. Is there a price limit? There's got to be a price limit. I dove into this,
0: Alex. I went to the Alaska Airlines website and it says destination of your choice, Belize. Hawaii, it names all of them and says you name it.
1: Whoa. Right? That is epic. Yes. That is epic.
0: It's so cool. I'm a big fan of this. And that's not all. What? I feel like those info merchants back in the day. And that's not all for an added bonus. Yeah. Every time a Mariner hits a home run in the fourth inning of a home game, one fan will receive 100,000 free Alaska Airlines miles. This is such a cool partnership, such a cool promotion. I want to go up into that stadium and sit in a section where Julio is going to hit a home run.
1: That might be the best promotion in all of sports.
0: It really might be. Yeah. I want to add to it. I'm just thinking about this. Let's go. If you catch the home run, you should automatically be one of the 44. If you catch his home run Well, yeah,
1: because you're in the section where it hit.
0: Yeah, but only 44 people in the section – get it and it's going to be random oh. but the person that catches it okay. should automatically be definitely. one of those 44 definitely you know that's then that's so cool but uh, actually that might that might get bad
1: uh, that'd get dangerous yeah yeah it's okay but you know yeah
0: add some more it's fun epic i, I think that's do epic. it just do it who cares if it results in you know no. some poor old lady getting beaten up no
1: let's not say oh, that okay that's not fair okay <laughs> no no, no. We, we don't condone violence on the show <laughs> Let's move to our next overreaction. Are you ready for this? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't beat up old ladies or anybody. I'm actually a pacifist. I've never gotten in a fight in my life. We know. Oh, <laughs> Bulldog Curry over here. She's going to go up in the stands and beat up everybody to get a free round trip to Belize. No, I would not. Watch out.
1: Ben. <laughs> it's not on All the right. soccer field. Okay. Our next overreaction. Craig Kimbrell will make the Hall of Fame.
0: Hmm. Hmm. First off, yeah, congrats to Craig Kimbrell for getting into the 400 save club over the last week. That is That's elite, great. elite territory. Um, he you, sits at he so sits at 401. Does that put you now.
1: in like a no Hall of Fame?
0: It does not put you in. Okay. Um, and if you look, so he's currently at number eight. Okay. And um. Kenley Jansen's at number seven, like one above him. So yeah. they're seven and eight. Top five okay. Okay, is John Franco, who has 424. So he's almost a top five all time. But John Franco is not in the Hall of Fame. Nor, and this is a travesty, is Billy Wagner. What? Billy Wagner's not in the Hall of Fame. I hate that. Billy Wagner's a Hall of Famer. And you can't convince me otherwise.
1: Why? Do we know?
0: The Hall of Fame gatekeepers, mm, that's why.
1: The old uh, No, if you really look. So
0: let's have the conversation of is he an all-star. Okay. Or he is an Hall all-star. Hall of Famer. Is he a Hall of Famer? Um. So four, five, and six on the list of the top eight. Eight have 400 or better. Four, five, and six are not Hall of Famers. One and two are. Kay. Mariana Rivera, Trevor Hoffman, three is Lee Smith, John Franco, Billy Wagner are not. They're just, they're not. I, I think they should be. Craig Kimbrell's at 401. I think he can get to 424. I think he gets into the top five. I also think the four year stretch that Craig Kimbrell had in Atlanta was the most dominant we have ever seen a closer in the game of baseball, period. Better than Mariana Rivera. Mariano Rivera obviously did it for a very, very long time and is the hands down best closer in the game of baseball in history. I am not arguing that the four year stretch that Craig Kimbrell had in Atlanta was the best we've ever seen a closer be. He had four years in a row where he got 46 saves, 52 saves, 50 and 47. He was top five in Cy Young in two of those years, top 10 in all four of those years. And in that 52 save year, he had a 1.01 ERA. He was the most dominant closer the game has seen in that stretch. Now, what gets interesting with Craig Kimbrell is he did have an eight-year stretch outside of that four-year stretch. Eight years where it rivals Mariano Rivera and how dominant he was his whole career. But he really fell off. He really fell off a cliff in his career around the 2016 mark uh things really changed and that's what we know of craig kimbrell now it's and it's it's tough because it the dodgers he became like a i don't want to say a laughing stock but it was a tough situation going on there and he was not very good for them now he's at the Phillies, actually pitching really well this year but his career is almost two different parts in my opinion That stretch of eight years, specifically four years, where he was the best in baseball and arguably best we've ever seen is enough for Craig Kimbrell to be a Hall of Famer. I faced Craig Kimbrell when he was with the Atlanta Braves, and he does that thing. It's iconic, Mm -hmm. and he stared into my soul, and I pooped (laughs) my pants a little bit, and I struck out on three pitches, not because I couldn't hit his stuff, because I was scared, literally shitless. I literally put my pants. I feel like. I didn't really. It okay, wasn't literal. I was like, literal is a then, strong word. It okay. was not literal. But it it's intimidating. He doesn't yeah. look at his signs when he's doing this. He looks into your soul.
1: Smart. That. He's an
0: inti- that. And that. he's but which by the That's way. That's scary. Which by the way doesn't make any sense anymore because what are you looking at? With Pitchcom, they're not putting signs in between no. your legs. But
1: Intimidation. It is intimidation. Your
0: soul. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he's a hall of famer. He's borderline. Yeah. I think he is. I think that stretch he had in Atlanta makes him a Hall of Famer.
1: All right. That's fair. <sighs> yeah. We got one more kay. overreaction. Now, this kind of ties into our very first one. You said no to a Dodgers-Rays World Series rematch, but mm-hmm. what do you think of a Yankees and Padres potential World Series matchup.
0: What another fun series over the weekend. Um, Uh, Mm.
1: that doesn't sound good.
0: Well, not good. Yeah, because of a couple things. I'll address both teams again. Mm -hmm. Padres obviously have some glaring issues right now, and in that they can't hit, which is an important
1: with an all-star lineup to be
0: able to do have, all-star lineup can't weird. hit and if the season ended today they would have the worst batting average with runners and scoring position in the history of baseball
1: Oof.
0: with an all-star lineup crazy uh so they have glaring issues right now and they're a team that needs to worry about getting into the playoffs first um but they're certainly talented enough the yankees no mm. what have the yankees done since last year or this stretch where they are not better than the Houston Astros to be better than the Houston Astros? What have they done? They got swept by the Astros last year. Are they that much better this year? No. In fact, you could argue they're not as good as last year. And there's obviously injuries involved. And what is going to happen with Carlos Rodon? Well, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. That's going to play a key factor here. But this Yankees lineup Minus Anthony Volpe is the same lineup that got swept by the Houston Astros last year.
1: But they were four games away from the World yeah, Series. Yeah, fans, <laughs> you
0: should be pumped. We were just four games from the World Series, says the Yankees front office. No. Um, I'm going to say this is an overreaction. That's okay. not a World Series preview. But it was, it was one of the more fun matchups we've gotten.
1: It was spicy again. We, we, it spicy was,
0: again it
1: was so fun um,
0: you got Judge doing Judge things both series were great um, the Rays end up winning the series against the Dodgers 2 of 3 The Sunday game finished 11 to 10 um, Yankees so end up winning 2 of 3 against the Padres but a bunch of great games there um, I will say that's an overreaction that is not our World Series preview
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check
0: You know what that means, Alex. Close your eyes, everyone, if you hate fun. And again, the first two-time player in here, Fernando Tatis Jr. And what he was doing in that series against the New York Yankees is the reason that everyone, if you hate fun, turn away, close your eyes, because Fernando Tatis brings the fun. So let's start with the fact that we have Tatis in Yankee Stadium yep. for the weekend in you the know you know how that's going to go he's yeah. playing right field and immediately you start getting things like the fans chanting where's the needle you know that chant and yep. then the other one being you've got small balls <laughs> yankees fans oh. were ruthless during ruthless. all of this oh
1: but- you got the bird
0: no, that wasn't the bird. He didn't give the bird.
1: No, no, no. A fan did.
0: Oh, a fan did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What Tatis did yes, it was, was great during a pitching change sitting out in the outfield. He basically was like conducting, conducting an orchestra yeah. during all of these chants they're singing. He's just motioning as if he were conducting an orchestra to, along with the tune of it. So, one unbothered out there at the plate also unbothered in the first two games of the series he hit a home run in both of them one being a 439 foot upper deck absolute tank followed by an absolutely diabolical bat flip it was like a bat chuck I mean it was literally hit it grab the bat and chuck it to the dugout Shout out that umpire, by the way, who just realized what was coming and took a step back so he didn't get hit in the face with the bat. Um, But just – it was great. It was great theater. It was great drama. Tatis was unbothered. And after the game, they asked him what he thought his best comeback was to Mm -hmm. the fans' chance, and his response was simply that home run. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it was. He is doing exactly what a young player who made a massive mistake and did his time – should be doing he's using this negativity as motivation he's not allowing it to seep into his soul and affect his game mentally we're seeing him actually laugh at the situation realize yeah okay i did that but i did my time i'm here i'm still great and i'm just gonna hit a bunch of home runs
0: i think the mistake many people make is seeing him having fun thinking like well he hasn't learned his lesson or oh he doesn't care what he did
1: i, what I do you expect him to do i be think miserable that's forever? so
0: wrong Exactly. no, exactly. my my just thought of this, so it might not come off great. I think it will. My analogy would be somebody that ends up in jail when yeah. they get out of jail, so should they have just stayed there? You know, like yeah, you do your time, you come back and you do your job. and Fernando Tatis is having fun doing it., yeah. as he should. He's one of the most fun players in baseball. and as we've mentioned many times, he made a mistake, yeah. And I was the—I was one of the very first ones to call him out, saying he was immature. He needed to grow up in terms of obviously the suspension, but also the injuries, mm-hmm. the motorcycle accidents. There was a lot of immaturity, and he needed to grow up. But we needed to remember how young he is. Yeah. People make mistakes. We've all made mistakes in our life, and now he's back to being one of the most fun players in baseball. Dancing around the field, having fun with the crowd. I think a problem would come about if he's like flicking the crowd off or cussing them out in return. Like, he's not. not. No. Okay. So close your eyes if you hate fun. Yankee Stadium this weekend was a blast to watch him for sure.
1: (sighs) It was so much fun. Let's talk about some exciting rookies right now. Your top three rookies of the week. Of the week. Are you ready for it? I am ready. Okay, number three, Mac McClain.
0: Matt McClain of the Cincinnati Reds has come up and been fantastic. I mentioned earlier that I am very excited about the Cincinnati Reds. Yes, you are. And I might be one of the only people outside of Cincinnati (laughs) Reds fans saying, I'm so excited about the Reds. Yeah. But there are so many reasons to be excited. And Matt McClain is one of those reasons. Hitting 367 over the past week. A couple of homers. um, So he is first on this list of top three rookies of the past week.
1: Number two, Josh Young.
0: Josh Young. Honestly, Josh Young could be in route to – american league rookie of the year
1: Ooh. Uh,
0: he's not the current favorite i would say yoshida probably is right now but josh young has been a huge valuable part of this very good if not best offense in baseball texas rangers and over the past week ho-hum 440 batting <laughs> average three home runs eight rbis and a 1400 ops pretty good
1: that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. good yep and at number one francisco alvarez
0: Alex yeah I don't know how many times I have said it but let the kids play there was a reason for saying it and we are seeing why and I will continue to say it for the remainder of the season because you need to let the kids play and they're showing you why Francisco Alvarez 471 three homers on the week eight RBIs, what he's doing behind the plate. I've been so impressed with him. Uh, his ability, admittedly, when he first came up and I saw him catching, I was a bit worried. Admittedly, from then until now, which has been like less than a month, I have seen a lot of improvement. I have seen a lot of want to get better. I have seen a, an uncanny ability to bring passion to this new york lineup that desperately needed a change up he has five home runs in his last eight games and now has eight homers on the year alex take a guess last year over the course of the entire mets season how many home runs mets mets catchers hit combined eight eight is the correct answer <laughs> and francisco alvarez has eight already on the year With an OPS on the season, over 900. Man, I'm having a blast watching him. He was the number one prospect for the Mets for a reason. I was screaming, let the kids play, call the kids up for a reason. And now we're seeing that reason. So, he is my number one rookie of the week, meaning top three, Matt McClain, Josh Young, and Francisco Alvarez. Good week. This is
1: a great week. And that means we're moving on, I guess you would call your power rankings, your teams. Of the week, Mm, right? In a way. In a way. So let's get to your power rankings, starting with number 10. They were not ranked last week, the Seattle Mariners. It
0: has taken the Mariners a long time to get here. Yeah. And I believed in them this year. And I still do. Okay. And now they're here in the power rankings for the first time in a long time. First time, long time. They're here at number (laughs) 10, 28 and 25, playing good baseball. Julio is heating up. Finally, the kid has arrived back to what we knew Julio could be, and things are rolling there in Seattle. It's been a blast to watch them. Great crowds over the weekend. Julio hitting homers. Uh, His first homer with this new promotion went into the visiting bullpen. So, like, does the visiting (laughs) bullpen get get free round 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 trips (laughs) (laughs) somewhere? I don't know, but the Mariners are playing well. They're here at number 10.
1: At number 9, Holton Strong, the Red Sox.
0: Yep, Red Sox holding strong. They are also 28 and 25. Bit of an up and down week. Uh, did not play well against the Angels, but did play well over the weekend against the D backs. Um, so, they're, yep, yeah, they're staying put. 28 and 25. They're in fourth place in the AL East, but don't let that trick you. They would be in first place in a couple other divisions, <laughs> but they're in fourth in theirs.
1: At number eight, you just mentioned them. The D backs holding strong at eight.
0: 30 and 23. Who had the D-backs being 30 and 23, 53 games into the year? Well, probably nobody, because nobody thinks about somebody's record 53 games into the year, but (laughs) they are 30 and 23 and a lot of fun. All I have to say is MVPCC is the truth. (laughs) The truth. It's been
1: a while since we've heard you talk about the Corbin Carroll bandwagon. He's been
0: so good. The hype train, the bandwagon, it left the station. Before the year started, and I told you all to hop on, and it's been it's been going strong. Uh, NL Rookie of the Year, as I said, Ooh. incoming. It's gonna be close though. Okay. Francisco Alvarez, James Alman, if he can turn it around, we'll see. But uh, D-backs here at eight.
1: All right, at number seven, down four spots, the Atlanta Braves.
0: 32 and 21, tough, um, tough week for them. So I will say they're not necessarily. They played the week about five hundred. Mm-hmm. They're not down specifically because of how bad they were. They just haven't been elite lately. And the teams that we will discuss shortly yeah. have been. But a good Sunday win against the against the Phillies, thirty two and twenty one. Very good. Braves are at seven.
1: At number six, up one, the Houston Astros.
0: Yeah, they're rolling. Mm-hmm. They're playing really, really good baseball right now. 31 and 21 on the season. But this is the Astros team we all expected. Jose Altuve has come back. He hit his first home run over the weekend. And <laughs> shout out Jose Abreu. He did it.
1: <laughs> that was so epic. He sprinted <laughs> he around sprinted. the bases and then slid into the dugout like it was a walk-off win. It was, it was all time.
0: Shout out Jose Abreu. Got the first one with the Astros. And (laughs) as I always say, where there's one, there's 50. Okay. So incoming, 50 homer season, Jose Abre. Uh The Astros are rolling. They're back to getting healthy. Michael Brantley, I heard, is back to taking dry swings, not yet hitting. But that is, that is That's great progress news. that he's doing anything after you hear the shoulder messed up, inflamed, and all that again. Uh, Astros are rolling. They're here at six.
1: All right, moving into your top five. At number five, up one spot, the New York Yankees.
0: Yeah, the Yankees have been really good since Aaron Judge came back. He is certainly the team MVP, the reigning MVP, 32 and 23, a good weekend series against the Padres who maybe not be playing the best baseball in the world, but certainly anytime you go up against a lineup that these guys are playing better, Juan Soto playing very well, Tatis playing good. The lineup is good. Anytime you have that team come in and you take care of them, that's a good series. The Yankees are 32 and 23 and have moved up in the power rankings in To the top five at number five.
1: All right. At number four, up one spot, the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, Dodgers, very good as well. Uh, I'm not going to knock them a ton for a very, very competitive series against the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm -hmm. End up losing it 11-10 on Sunday and lose that series, but I'm not going to knock them for that on the road against the best team in baseball. Prior to that, they were the hottest team in the game, so I'm going to keep moving them up a little bit. Another good week some very hot guys in their lineup. JD Martinez has been on fire lately. 32 and 22. Dodgers are at 4.
1: At number 3, down one spot, the Orioles.
0: Yeah, Orioles 34 and 19, still uh hanging on to that second best record in baseball by a thread, but 34 and 19 and without saying much, I will explain more when we get to number 2, Alex.
1: Yeah, number 2, the Texas Rangers up two spots up
0: two spots just beat the beat the orioles on the road in a great series fun matchup uh top they both have the second and third best records in the game of baseball right now rangers at 33 and 19 the o's still have the second best record but i couldn't put them at two and three without the rangers being on top because they just went into birdland and took care of business and beat them so i gave the rangers the edge but you all know I love the Orioles. I need to get into the bird bath at some point this year. It'll happen. Um, yeah, yeah, I got to get in there. Uh, but the Rangers are at number two, 33 and 19. And Alex, yep. uh, they were our tail of the tape. Yep. Uh, Rangers I took the up, Rangers. You did take the Rangers. You took the Orioles. I took the O's. So
1: I take the win.
0: That's how that works. So yeah. I think, I think you won the first one. I won the second one. Then we were even for a while yeah. there. So I think you're, I'm, I'm I think up. you're one up right now. Yep. So. Um, My pinky is in jeopardy. If you haven't been listening to the show, long, we wagered our pinky. So on number one without Alex talking.
1: Hold (laughs) strong. The best team in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah,
0: we not a shock. 39 and 16. They will be the first team to get to 40 wins in a season. Great, great, great weekend series against the Dodgers. Uh, They're just doing everything well. Everything and they are on pace to be one of the best teams of all time if they can keep this up, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh but at thirty nine and sixteen, the Tampa Bay Rays round out this week's new top ten major league baseball power rankings.
1: All right. That means it's time for team of the week.
0: From the teams of the week. From
1: the teams of the week to your team. I thought that's what you were week. setting
0: up earlier. How do you I mean Thank you, you said thank you. kind of like teams of the listening. week and I thought you were setting up for the yeah. most perfect transition of from teams of the week to, to your team, team of, of the week. week but you just let me down.
1: <laughs> what do you mean you picked me up? That's teamwork. Teamwork. There you go. Okay, <laughs> let's start behind the plate. You talked about them moments ago in your top 3 rookies. Francisco Alvarez
0: yeah Francisco Alvarez was my top rookie of the week and he is certainly in the team of the week 471 three homers eight RBIs we talked about I talked about how dominant he's been five homers in his last eight games eight homers on the year which is good enough to tie the amount of home runs that Mets catchers hit all of last season combined Francisco Alvarez has been a joy to watch one of the best players in baseball since he's been called up so uh he's my catcher
1: an epic zoolander look in this photo too
0: that is quite the look
1: right it's crushing it it's, okay. he,
0: that's the look of somebody said act like act serious act yeah. mad you just hmm. go-
1: <laughs> 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 all right blue steel yeah. okay moving to first base yuri guriel
0: yuli guriel um Ooh. the first baseman that the astros let walk yep. in place of jose abreu who finally got his first homer but on the week, Yuli Gurriel hit 542. Over 500 on the week with yeah. two triples yeah. and three RBIs and an on base percentage of 593. Uh, not easy for Astros fans to see this, but at least no. Jose Abreu got on the board with his first homer. But Yuli Gurriel, what a week.
1: Yeah. Moving to second base, Will Castro.
0: Oh, Willie Castro stepping in in place of a, a hurt. Jorge Polanco batted bat 381 on the week, two homers, three RBIs, an OPS north of 1,100. Willie Castro was awesome. He's my second baseman.
1: Moving to third base, Josh Young.
0: Again, two yeah. rookies on the list. My top two rookies on Rookies of the Week. Josh Young, 440, three homers, eight RBIs, and again an OPS over 1,400. He's my third baseman.
1: Shortstop, Bo Bichette.
0: Bo Bichette throughout these – Throughout the Blue Jays' struggles of late, Blue Jays in last place in last place in the AL East, which doesn't mean they're out of contention by any means, because the division's very good. But Bo Bichette has been not the problem. 4.69 average, two homers, seven RBIs, and I must say, great hair. The
1: flow every time I great see running the bases. Yep, he's my shortstop. All right, moving to the outfield. Now these are just three outfielders, not necessarily in an order and not by position. But let's get started with Jorge Soler.
0: (laughs) He hit six homers on the week. Insane, yeah. Six home runs on the week and hit 4.06 while doing it. 11 RBIs and a slugging percentage. Not just OPS. Slugging percentage of 1,000 on the dot. What a week for Jorge Soler. He's my first of three outfielders.
1: Next is Julio Rodriguez.
0: Julios! Julios! So you
1: catching on!
0: <laughs> Julio, 414, a homer, four doubles, six RBI. He is my center fielder on Team of the Week, and I am so happy for this to be happening because slow start to the year, but he's picking it up and being the player that he is. Mm-hmm. He is my second of three outfielders.
1: And rounding up, Michael Conforto. Rounding up, <laughs> Michael <laughs> Conforto,
0: 391. Three homers, eight RBIs, almost a 1,300 OPS. So that leaves an outfield of Jorge Soler, Julio Rodriguez, and Michael Conforto. All great, Ooh. great weeks. But In a go. bit of a different outfield than we've been seeing all year. Very we've different. seen a lot of Ronald Acuna's, a lot yes. of Aaron Judge's, Mike Trout's. This is a different look, and that's why that's why we do Team of yep. the Week. And the next one, I know this Monday episode comes out on May 29th. The next one will be at the 1st of the month meaning it'll be team of the month next week yep
1: okay moving to designated hitter dodgers jd martinez
0: yeah jd's been in fuego really since he came back he was on the il i believe he was either out for a while he was on the il 423 three homers seven rbis and an ops of 12.54. uh really clutch hits as well Mm -hmm. the dodgers offense is rolling and so is jd he's my dh
1: Moving to starting pitcher, Luis Castillo.
0: Yeah, this one was easy. I mean, easy. 2-0 on the week, 12 innings pitched, zero earned runs, 18 strikeouts, and only five hits in those 12 innings. Uh, Luis Castillo has been really up this year and then a really tough skid, and this is about as dominant as you can get, and it earned him the honor of my team of the week.
1: I love that. Yeah, we had the Mariners. On your rankings you have rodriguez out there you have Castillo. yeah they're a big they're making, reason why he's turning around i know they're making they're making a comeback yep okay and finally closing pitcher craig kimbrell
0: yeah kimbrell got three saves on the week also got a win i believe in that win uh i believe he. i believe he blew the save however welcome to the 400 save yeah. club craig kimbrell incredible feat uh, what an incredible career he has had. I, in my life, because I was towards the end of Mo, um, seeing that stretch of Craig Kimbrell with the Atlanta Braves is the most dominant I have ever seen a closer. And congratulations to Craig Kimbrell on the week that he had, picking up three saves, and that got him to the 400 mark. And I believe he's about 23 saves away from top five all-time. So Congrats to Craig Kimbrell there. He's my closer on team of the week, and that rounds out my team of the week.
1: So, who is your player of the
0: week? Uh, my player of the week is Jorge Soler. Mm. Six homers on the week. Yeah. And I know this isn't, uh, I know this is only to do with the week, but I'm going to tell you on the month, he's hit 12 homers in the month of May. Wow. 406, eight runs scored, six home runs, and 11 RBIs in the week. One week, six home runs. That's incredible. There's going to be plenty of players that don't get to six in the entire year. No. He got six in a week. Yeah, Shout out great. Jorge Soler. He is my player of the week. What about yours?
1: My player is J.D. Martinez. He also has had an incredible week. Three home runs, seven RBI, six runs, batting 423. And you know what? On Sunday, he just as I did another home run, just keeping it flowing. He is so locked in, and he's going to be – a huge help to the Dodgers to continue this run.
0: He is one of a uh, he I played with him in yeah. the Tigers organization and um, a lot of time in spring training we went to the same hitting coach as well out here in oh, so uh, you know him. in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Um he is one of the he's one of the streakier hitters in baseball. And I don't mean that like he can have long periods of downs, but when he's going well,
1: uh, yeah. Whoo, and watch right out now.
0: because it does not cool off. Um, and he can certainly go through some stretches that are very, very difficult. So, um, it's definitely mental to some degree with JD, like he'll come back in the dugout when he's struggling and just feverishly and tirelessly look over the iPad and figure out what he's doing when sometimes you just got to go up there and trust your swing because it's great. And right now JD is trusting his swing and, uh, I, I wouldn't bet on this slowing down anytime soon. So, uh, good one for you. Jorge Soler is mine. J.D. Martinez is yours, and all of our player of the week is Kasumba Dennis. Yes,
1: it is. Alex,
0: because later today, my friends, if you're listening in the morning, this will be dropping later in the afternoon as a special episode. I'm going to add another special. A special, special episode of Flippin' Bats where I sat down with Kasumba Dennis, who was still in Uganda at the time right before he hopped on his flight to the United States And uh, that is dropping later this afternoon. If you're listening in the afternoon to this episode, please go listen to that. It is powerful, it is emotional, it is special, special, as I said, I'm gonna call it. And uh, Kasumba Dennis is somebody that we should all be rooting for. The 18 year old Ugandan catcher that is coming over to participate in the MLB Draft League. And I asked him all about um, participating in that, but all about his life. How you get into baseball, being from Uganda, yep. where soccer as we know it, football as they know it, is the number one sport. Rugby. Um, how did he get into baseball? How did he learn baseball? How did he get to being able to participate in the draft league? What's the hardest pitching he's seen? What makes him work so hard? Um, it was. It's really cool, and I'm, I'm excited. really, really excited about this one, and I'm really excited for everybody to listen to it, so uh, make sure you listen to that, but... For this first Monday episode of Flippin' Bats, that does it, my friends. I'm going to go back to eating this cupcake, Alex. Oh, yeah. I forgot I
1: gave that to you at the top of the show. Thank you. I brought some for everybody.
0: Everybody listening? How are you going to do that?
1: Well, no, like our control room. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh,
0: Thank you all for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Click that plus button, that subscribe button. Uh, We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. You can watch everything we do on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. That does it for this episode. Until next time, my friends, peace.